Hey, welcome back to Sister Brunch with me, Fanchon Cox. And me, Anya Adams. Sister Brunch is a podcast about Black Women Plus striving and thriving in media, entertainment, and the arts. And we cannot wait to share more stories with you over the next few weeks. Let's do it. I am so excited about today's guest. Her name is Anne-Marie Fox. And just a little bit about Anne-Marie. She is a prolific and versatile photographer specializing in portraiture, film, and television unit stills. And after graduating from Columbia University, she studied at the International Center of Photography in New York City. She built her portfolio shooting images for travel and fashion magazines before getting her film break on Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein. Whoop, whoop. And since then, she's been the still photographer on films like Dallas Buyers Club, Wild, and TV shows like HBO's Insecure, and also a really cool show that's coming out very soon called The League of Their Own, which I just did, and that's how we met. Amazing. A black lady sketch show. Oh, and also black a black lady, lady sketch, sketch show. Yes. show. Nice. So she's a native of Southern California. Whoop, whoop. And she's a member of the IOTC Local 600 Cinematographers Guild. We just really want to welcome you, Anne. We are so excited to talk about your work, what you do, how you got to where you are. We're just really looking forward to learning all about you. So welcome, welcome to welcome Sister Brunch, Thank Anne you. Marie. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's it's such an honor to be at the brunch with you ladies. And Anya, I am so happy that you came on board a lotto, a league of their own at the end of the show. You were like the highlight, like you really (laughs) like were like the perfect director to show up at the end after all the drama with the potential strike and all the set issues and all the rain, the rain in Pittsburgh yeah. that we were like, oh my God, we're shooting outside, you know? And they were like, it's like gale winds and rain and everything. It was like a nightmare. So when you got there, it was like perfect. And you have such a wonderful vivacity and, and obvious you. talent, but also like very skilled and preparedness when you come on set. And I can tell you this personally from perspective of the crew, they were so happy that we had you there because they were like, oh, God, we're getting through the show. Because, oh, yes. because previously it was kind of like, oh, my yes. God, we're not prepared. So when you showed yeah, up, it was a really rough. a blessing. And I just love that your energy and you're sort of like, you know, you're just so like wonderful and like outspoken. And that was. Emery, Emery, this is about you. Oh, I'm sorry. You stop, girl. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm loving, you're you're loving this on your love fest. Coming to set and seeing a black female on set yes. photographer, never, ever. I've been in really? the industry since Not 2000. Once, huh, 2000. Really? 21 years. I have never worked with a black female still photographer. My goodness. I feel like, thank you for saying that. And I, and I feel that really, that boosts my morale a lot because I was a born photographer. I, I think we had a conversation on the b- baseball mm. field one day and I was like, oh, it's, I was born with the eye. And you were yeah. like, that's awesome. And it's, it's really true. It's like, God blessed me with this eye. Although I struggled for years to find my calling, but I was always taking photos. But mm. ironically, I never even thought mm. like, this is my destiny. I just thought like, this is my pleasure. This is where I find my own personal means of communication. Right. And then throughout the years after going through college and everything, and 
I, I finally realized when people started telling me at ICP, International Center of Photography, like you have an eye, you have a gift and, and you should pursue this as a career because I wanted to be a writer. Oh. That was, and I still want to be a writer. Oh, I, I have so okay. many stories in my head. Yeah, I have put so it out many there, sister. Put it out there, and that's yes. my act three. But right now, um, when I saw you, and you were kind of like so inquisitive about who I am as a black woman on set, Anya, I was so happy that I got to express the little, you know, bits and pieces of who I am and how I got there and how I how you saw me, how we met on a set because of the passion and the heritage and the destiny. And I feel that if anyone has any dream or any like proclivity to a certain art form, they should pursue that because I spent many years like sort of like Mm. wondering like, what's going to come of me? How am I going to like put my stamp on the world? How am I going to leave a legacy? Mm. What talents do I have? How can I implement those talents? And when I decided after um, doing Frankenstein in 1994. Wait, 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 Anne-Marie, go back a little bit because you can't just be like, after I worked (laughs) with Kenneth Branagh, how did, how did you get to that job? And but but also thank you for sharing about that importance of going from something that you love doing, but people telling you you have a gift for it that you can actually turn into a job. So once you went from knowing it was just something you loved to actually being professional and getting paid for it, what was that moment? Well, it's sort of a personal story because I was dating an actor at the time who was a producer on the Kenneth Branagh project. And it was Mm. like a Francis Ford Coppola production as well. Um, And we had a breakup and we were broken up for two years. And my ex was like, I want you back. And I was like, well, you're going to have to fight for me. And he's like, well, how can I get her back? And so he appealed to me through my photography. Mm. He was like, come to London. I was living in Paris at the time. He's like, it's only like an hour flight. Just come to London, do this job. We'll pay you well, right? And you'll experience this whole nother realm, this very like uh, specialized Mm -hmm. career as a photographer. And I was like, why not? You know, and I know he wants me back and everything, (laughs) but I was like, photography involved? Okay, I'm there. And so without revealing my ex's name, because it's quite... Look, wait a minute. Okay, well, when we turn this off, we need to know, but go ahead. (laughs) I will tell you later. Um, He's he's world famous, and he was wonderful to sort of approach me in that respect about Mm -hmm. my art, because I was struggling still. I was fledgling, you know, I was sort of like in Milan, living in Italy at the time, before I moved to Paris, working on my portfolio after college and after ICP. It was an opportunity for me to sort of showcase my talent. Was it specifically, did he say you're going to be the on-set photographer on this Kenneth Branagh film? I actually wasn't the on-set photographer because it was a Sony production, but he hired me through his production company, which was involved in the production. And he hired me to shoot his like prosthetics, like the the transformation of his character. 
which was like a, yeah. a, you know, it was pretty extensive. I mean, yeah. he was becoming like the actor and turning into Frankenstein. Oh, and so it was basically getting up at 4 a.m. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I, I yes. think you can guess <laughs> if you just Google Frankenstein. like Frankenstein, like Mary oh, yeah, Shelley. Yeah. yeah. You'll know. And I think <laughs> black, all us black girls know. <laughs> yes. So he brought you on to actually photograph him and the prosthetics process. Yes. And that was a daily thing. So I basically was on set for eight months. Wow. Yeah. And it was like really intense. And that was, and it kind of trained me to be disciplined and not to (laughs) complain about getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going to a set and taking photos, which I love, but it was like really long hours. So that was my first experience. Mm. And I think that kind of got into my blood a little bit because it was like, oh, this is how movies are made. And so now when I go on sets and things and long hours, you know, despite the strike and all that stuff and the whole issues, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I feel like it's like a commitment to a project and the, and the projects are like three months, Mm. six months, four months, a year. But I feel like I developed and I learned so much discipline from that initial job because he's an expert, mm. like he's a very hardworking actor. And he taught me the ropes, mm. basically. He was like, get <laughs> yeah. up, it's mm. 4 a.m., get mm. the fuck up. We got to be on set at 5 o'clock. We got like the cars picking us up at this time. And, you know, I was younger and I was kind of like, okay, okay, anything to take a photo. But um, I have to say that that experience kind of honed my skills or my ability to sort of really dedicate myself to the project at hand. So it doesn't matter a league of their own. We had long hours. That's not an issue for me to get up in the morning and be on set ready to shoot. I feel like it's now in my, it's habitual for me, you know? And so you, you learn as you go along that it's not for the faint hearted. Mm. Like mm. if you want, people think like, oh, you're still a photographer. You just take photos all day. How lucky you. That's so glamorous and whatever. There's so yeah. much involved. Right. You have to be really on a regimen. It's like, you have to like go to work, do your job, be alert, take the best images you can try to get access, respect the talent. There's a lot of egos and a lot of sensitivity mm. involved. This is Sister Brunch with Fanchon Cox and Anya Adams. Stay tuned for more of our conversation with unit still photographer, Anne-Marie Fox. We are back. Here's more of our conversation with Anne-Marie Fox. There is a very specific skill Mm. I think you as a stills photographer need to have coming into a group of people that are working to do one thing. And your job is not like everybody on the crew is working to accomplish Mm. the show. Your job is not that. And that is like right. an interesting dynamic because you also have to work within this crew to get what you need. And I don't think there's anyone else on set that is not working towards the execution of the production. So can you talk a little bit about like, how Good do you... Point. I'll add to that question. 
why <laughs> do we have a set photographer? Yeah. What happens with the work that yeah. you, with the pictures you take? Well, I can answer your question firsthand is um, the still photographer is there to not only document and replicate what's being mm -hmm. filmed for the studios so that they have a still image of every scene, ideally yeah. given access. And I also just think out of the box a lot and I do a lot of behind mm -hmm. the scenes as well because I want to also when I present my imagery, my media to the studios, I want them to feel like they're actually on love set. It. And they love that. They love, yeah. they're like, oh my yeah. God, I actually feel like I'm on set <laughs> with you. And I can, I see the process in action. And then I like, and I, the way I, I shoot is like, I'll take blocks of time. Like I'll shoot like the scene and then I'll walk away and I'll shoot behind the scenes, but I make it blocked so that when they're viewing it, it, it almost is like a film, oh, a, a film of oh, stills. Wow. And so that's how I approach the work yeah. because that's how the days go. Mm -hmm. That's how the days present themselves to me. And I always have to have my eyes on and I'm, I'm an observer basically. As a still photographer, you're basically mm -hmm. observing to capture the actual scenes that are being filmed within, within my access ability mm -hmm. to achieve access. But then also when I don't have access, yeah. I will go off on my own and shoot the behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Or I'll just wander off or turn my, you know, just find some other beautiful image to capture because that process too, I think the studios appreciate knowing what it yeah. looks like to be, because they're stuck in an office, yeah. they're at home and like remotely yeah. these days. And they appreciate knowing like, oh my God, okay, we have a great block of stills. Yeah. She got that yeah. scene. But then obviously if I don't get another scene, I'm not going to stop working. I'm still going to go out and take behind the scenes stuff because I want them to see like, this is mm. my reality and I'm sharing the wow. reality with you. So when they get the media on a day-to-day -day basis, they're just like, Oh my God, this is wonderful. We have this, we have that. And then we have, and then they mm -hmm. get to a certain, you know, a frame 300,000 or whatever. And they're like, Oh great. She's uh, back on set and she's doing the stills again. And mm. then if when I shoot as much as I can, I try to deal with coverage. I do things with the actors. If they're like accommodating, I can get some nice little stuff with them like on their own. And then I go back to doing behind the scenes because I'm there all day and I don't yeah. like sitting around idle. Photography is my passion. So it's like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, well, mm -hmm. I'm just going to go to crafty now. <laughs> I love that. But I want to know how you navigate that world because you're stepping into a space that again you are not working the same direction as everyone so a lot of times like i see the still photographer has to negotiate with the a camera operator to get up by camera to be able to get good pictures like what is your process when you come on to set in terms of creating a space mm. for yourself for you to be able to work do you know what i'm saying well i think that's why I think it's a very people person oriented career. Uh -huh. You have to have good people skills. And right. I always try to ingratiate myself yeah. with the camera department. We're under the same umbrella of local 600. Some camera operators uh -huh. are a little bit like territorial mm -hmm. and I have to respect that because their job is like obviously more important and crucial to the filmmaking than mine is. I have to be very inventive about like, not just friendly and, and making sure that people know that I'm there to do a, a job. That's also important right. to sell the show mm. because stills, believe it or not, and no, and no one ever thinks about this. 
the still imagery right. is the first image you see yeah. before the show That's comes out. That's my point. Absolutely. So That's, I yeah. have to make sure Absolutely. that I'm accomplishing my goals yeah. Yeah. for the studio without being obnoxious. Yeah. I don't have to get every, every friggin' like, I don't have to get every yeah. scene, but I have to get the crucial scenes. And, and when I have an opportunity to do it, I have to get in there yeah. and be discreet as possible, like fly on the wall concept. And, and also just make sure that the camera department is comfortable with me. I think I'm pretty like easygoing and down low and yeah. not too aggressive. <laughs> I'm not like, hey, get out of the way. You know, I, I, I really try to slip in there and try to find a spot. And But the thing is, like, I need to also have enough of a space to get a really crisp, clean, yeah. awesome image. Yes. And that doesn't mean me standing on one leg and sometimes it, it becomes an uncomfortable situation if the camera department the a and a or b or c or d camera operators are kind of like uh, uh, i'm territorial get out of the yeah. way i have a job to do as well yeah so i have to be more mm -hmm. accommodating in terms of personality and like graciousness mm -hmm. and and that's fine because that's what it's because i'm here to 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 please people i i just want everyone to get a product yeah. Yeah. that they can use to sell the show through my eyes, but a beautiful image. And I want to yeah. give the studio options. I want to give them options. And so I try my best, but I also know when to step back and get off right. set and walk away and take a I break and well, let that's, the camera I, department I really, have yeah. their space. But yeah. it's not easy, always. It depends yeah, on the no. camera department. I, w I just wanted our listeners, those who aren't familiar with this role or being on a set for that matter of how integral this is to, especially to, to kind of the final product. So anytime you yeah, see a poster yeah. for a film or a TV yes. show or anything, that is the still photographer that took that. Or it's inspired yeah. by an image the still photographer took and right. maybe the studios go and do like a gallery sure. shoot. On this particular show that we did, Anya, Amazon was like, we want you to do the gallery. And I was like, wow, impressive. And so we took two days to shoot all of the lead actresses on like a, a wow. site. And they were very dedicated to that. And our, our producer, our photo producer flew out from New York and she made it happen. Rachel Roth, <laughs> she's amazing. She's such a baller. Nice. I love her. And she really made it happen. But basically for me it was just another sort of um, aspect of photography so it wasn't like I was like oh my god I can't do studio work because that's actually the really easy for me because I don't have to worry about like access and Lighting. stepping on people's toes and yeah. oh my god yeah. people crossing the friggin' frame and all this stuff it was very controlled nice. environment so I love doing gallery work nice. that's awesome and, and Amazon gave me that opportunity on this show. I think that also for other photographers to be aware of is that your role mm -hmm. is, you have to be so adaptable. You can't be like, this is where I'm going to be. And this is mm. what it's all about. You have to think out of sight of the box and also just think about the artistry of the photography. So if you can't get access to a particular scene, Go do some still lives. Mm -hmm. Shoot mm -hmm. like the little, you know, Coca-Cola mm -hmm. bottle or the baseball in someone's mm -hmm. hand or, or something that's still like mm -hmm. emblematic of the show. Right. But don't stop shooting. Don't be mm -hmm. idle. 
Don't mm. sit around on an Apple box thinking that there's not anything for you to do because you don't have access to a particular scene. You have to always, I, I can't speak for others, but I, I go into a set and I always, there's yeah. a, a bevy of photo opportunities. You want to get what the studio mm -hmm. requires and needs mm -hmm. and demands. And on this show, they didn't even yeah. give me a, a, a they list. Just knew they just knew you. Like, they were like, she's got this. <laughs> because I've worked with Amazon nice. like six times before. So they know my work. So they know they're going to get everything and more than they could possibly want. But it. you have to, always, you know, it's not like a lazy job. It's mm. not like for the faint of heart in, in terms of like, oh, I can't get access. And now I'm going to go sulk in the corner. Fuck that. You have to just go find other images. In the times that you're not, you don't have access to a set, whatever for whatever reason there's other opportunities to capture the essence of the show of it. and those right. images might come in really handy down the line for the studio when they're like oh we weren't even thinking about this sort of like image mm, but yeah. here it is and we can use that image to create like a, a poster image or like a, a key art idea or something so you have to work within your boundaries, but also be inventive and also be creative and not step on toes mm. and, and, and let people know that also yeah. you're there for them. Like for Anya, you should, you know this about me. I, I want to honor the actors. I want, I want them to feel that they're being documented even when they're, I mean, I started from an acting mm -hmm. career I saw and um, back online. in the eighties, which wasn't so great. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't so great for black actresses in the 80s. So I kind of gave up that career because I was like, I don't think I'm going to leave that big of a legacy if I can pursue this career mm -hmm. in the times. Maybe now it's much better. But at the time, I was like, there was like the Cosby show mm -hmm. and there was like, I don't even yeah. know what else Slim pickings for, for black much. actors. Yeah. It was slim pickings back then. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and you know, Lisa Bernay got mm -hmm. all the roles. <laughs> And I was happy for her, but I was like, I don't want to be like, you know, like be actress doing some crazy shit that nobody ever sees. And and then I had this talent as a photographer and I was like, well, let me pursue that. Well, so Anne-Marie, I want to actually, speaking of being a Black actor, and now fortunately we're finally starting to talk about lighting for Black actors, right? And 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 all of our various hues and so would you talk about what that has meant for you? Oh my God, I have great insight for you. <laughs> nice. um, I worked on a, several films, even like, you know, Insecure mm -hmm. and all of that, where they have like different like um, shades of yeah. brown and white and color, you know, just like uh, complexions. Yeah. And what I do is I set up my cameras in a mid-range to sort of accommodate the, the scope of yes. color spectrum yeah. so that everybody looks right because I can't control the right. lighting, but I can control if something's underexposed and I don't want my, my people, yes. so to speak, um, to yeah. come out looking darker mm -hmm. than they are or lighter mm -hmm. than they are. I want them to look like authentic. And this is a tricky conversation or tricky way of like, discussing it because I don't want to like sound racist or anything or like I'm like biased but I always sort of refer to the darker uh, skin yeah. tone to get the right lighting right. tone because we've heard it we've seen it in movies a right. million times where it's like I can yep. barely see that person yep. 
And you can't do that. You have to learn how your camera works. That's another technical aspect of the career is like, you have to know how to set up your camera settings so that people are like sort of balanced. Yes. So you find a mid range. And I think a lot of photographers don't think about this, but it's, it's doable. You find a mid range in the color spectrum and the lighting and the exposure so that everybody looks authentic. Like as as they should yeah. look. You can't just shoot it for a light skinned person. Right. You can't just shoot it for a dark skinned person mm-hmm. because everyone has to look like they're in the mm-hmm. same. If there's two different nationalities yeah. in a frame, and I have to do that. That's another aspect of the job. You have to you have to know your cameras. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to do work exposure. Mm-hmm. You have to, and you have to also be able to go online at the end of the day, which I do every day, I do my editing at the end of every shoot day. Even if we shoot 14 hours, I go home and I do my edit for two, three hours. I do it every single day, every night after wrap, because I want the studio to get their media the next morning. I don't wait two weeks like Mm. some photographers do. And I also do that because I don't want that phone call from the studio. Like, Mm. where's my media? I just add those two or three days onto my work schedule and I get it done. So in the morning, I can wake up and go back to set with fresh wow. eyes and knowing that I've completed my work for the previous day. But I also set up my camera. And also when I'm editing at night, I can do a little highlighting or yeah. play with a little. I don't do a lot of Photoshopping at all. It doesn't require that because the lighting's so beautiful on set. We have great DPs. But if the lighting's a little bit off, I'll push a little highlight here yeah. to make, mm-hmm. you know, an actress look a little brighter or like how she, how I saw her, if it's a little bit underexposed. And that's what I feel is my responsibility as a photographer too, to make the actors, the talent look their best. I'm not going to present anything to a studio where anyone looks like compromised and not looking their best because the studios, right. I don't know who their editors are. I don't know if they're like conscientious about that stuff as much as I am because I'm like, I'm a stickler for perfection. And it's just for me, part of the job and also part of my reputation to present the best image of the talent. I feel like what is standard for you is definitely not standard for most on-set photographers. And your standard for yourself is so much higher. And I think people just, Yep. Again, I just I, I would say I take a moment to just like acknowledge how hard black women work in this world and mm. all, you know, all jobs, you know, yep. their baseline is so much higher than the average person. We just have to do better. Right. Well, I can tell you this, um, Anya, um, Lee Daniels gave me my first big break because oh, wow. he hired me on four films starting with Tennessee. And then I did Precious and I did The Butler yeah. mm-hmm. and I did like Paperboy with him. He said to me, yeah. before he ever saw my photography, he hired me. And then I did a whole movie and he was like, hey, I haven't even seen yeah. photography. <laughs> I don't even know if you're good or bad. He goes, but but then throughout the years, he said to me, he goes, you know what? In order for you to make a, a difference and to make a name for yourself in this career, you're going to have to shoot multiple images. Don't Don't be lazy, he told me. And he goes, shoot to your heart's desire and he goes and just make sure that you have more than they could ever want or expect from you and that has stuck with me throughout the years because it's true that's why hbo loves me they're like we have so much volume of photography we don't even know what to do with it Mm -hmm. 
Hey, it's Fanchon, and you're listening to Sister Brunch. We'll be right back. And if you haven't already, check us out on Twitter at Sister Brunch, on Instagram at Sister Brunch Podcast. You talked about your third chapter, and we are all about you doing whatever it is you want to do in your third chapter. But please also, can you teach oh, yeah. because we need you as Anya said you're you're the only one she's ever met in this incredible career she has um I've certainly no. never met any others and what an a gift you are yes. to even let us know we can do this let alone to tell us how right and you just really I I hope I hope you will add that into your resume at some point um, because I feel like you would just be an incredible I agree. teacher oh, and inspiration, you know? Well, I think, thank you so much. And, and I love to share the wealth and I, my real passion is also, I love watching, seeing people succeed. Yes. And I had my struggles mm. and I've had doors, you know, locked mm. in my face. And, and, um, I want to say this, that, um, perseverance is the in this career particularly it's the only way you're going to succeed you cannot give up you cannot give up because I had so many people I when I when I started I looked out for mentors I was looking for mentors I found one Frank Mossy who does all the big blockbuster films and he was so lovely to me I met him in New Orleans on a show he's like I see that you're new in the union and your new photographer he didn't know if i was black or white but we had dinner he took me out for this really nice um dinner and, and we spoke and he was made sure that i knew the ropes and what my kit fee should be <laughs> and i was obviously undercharging myself he was like don't he was like don't Good. do that and, you know because i was asking 50 dollars a day for kit and he was like it's 250 dollars <laughs> and he's like you're making us look bad <laughs> stop it and you know he taught me things like that and he was like always I mean I was all like oh my god I had no idea you know because he was like of course you had no idea because the producer's not going to tell you that he goes but I'm here to tell you that that's why we're having dinner because I want you to know now that you're in the union these are the things that you should be like checking off in your box for your deals and I and we're still good friends to this day we spoke the other day he's such a great support system for me and he's like one of the top still photographers meanwhile i reached out to other still photographers who i admired their work and they told me that like i was barking up the wrong tree and like to like maybe like give up and that was really upsetting back in the day when i was trying to sort of get work and i and i reached out to certain photographers that i admired their work and i thought oh do you have any you know pieces of advice and they're like black female still photographer i don't think so and i'm like there's this other woman and she's mixed race as well so we're the only two black females still photographers in the union Mm. and my uh union rep called me a couple years ago and said listen i want you to know that you broke the glass ceiling i was like what are you talking about she's like you and nicola good are the only two female black still photographers in the union there's, and, and with the men, wow. there's only five of us. There's only five of us. In the union. There's three. How many How many still photographers mm. are in the union? Like 1,500. But 
but only like maybe 500 work. Yeah. Yeah. 500. Yeah. Oh, wow. So there's like, yeah, there's like 500 wow. of us that are like actually active, but there's like 1500 on the roster. Right. And then there's five blacks, right. like three yeah. black guys and me and Nicola Good. Right. And it's kind of like a pity because I don't know if our community or our, our culture is not aware that this job exists, especially if they're photographers, or I don't know yeah. if they just haven't been given access to the L- opportunity. Listen, Anne-Marie, we about, we about right. to use you to tell so many black <laughs> women and others. Right. You know, right. really, it is. It is. This yeah. is exactly why we do Sister Brunch, to say these are that jobs you that you do. didn't know are out here. Yes. Right. And that you can And they're do. very high paying yes. jobs. And they're very, you, you know, I have a pension, I have medical. I'm like, Ooh, I have speaking a great of that, since, you're, since you're going there, would you be willing to tell us a salary range? Yes. Yes. Well, right now the range for stills is there's two different categories. You can get hired, I guess, in the you know, infancy of a career, like the still rate, which is still decent, or you can get the portrait rate, which is if you're shooting actors and shooting any kind of A-list wow. actor, it's considered a mm-hmm. portrait rate. So the portrait rate right now is 70, what is it? It's like 74.93, something like that, mm-hmm. an hour. And I ask for 75 because yeah. I'm like, I can bother <laughs> calculating all of that, right, right. Like, periods and shit. And the the kit rental is wow. anywhere from two fifty to three hundred mm-hmm. per day, and then you know distant hire. There's all that yeah. other stuff that goes in with housing and car rentals nice. and like things like that. But basically, the rate it's like seventy three ninety four, I believe. It's great if you have a director or you know whatever to hire you on when they're working. Some still photographers yeah. are like tight with actors, A list actors. And they're like, I want Frank Mossy, for instance, like Frank Mossy does all of the rock and he does all those big A-list actors jobs because he's created a relationship with them. And so they always make sure that he gets Mm -hmm. hired. They ask for him. But the other route is you have to nurture and develop relationships with the photo producers and editors of the studios. And that is what I decided a few years ago. I was like, I love that I get to work with um, Jean-Marc and- Lee Daniels, but they're not always working. Right. Yeah. It did not happen overnight. We do have to wrap up, but I was going to ask, how can we support you in the future? Um, We're so grateful to you. We're so grateful to know what you do and that you do it. How can our listeners support you? Do you have Instagram? Should we follow you? How can we support you? Yeah, (laughs) I have... Instagram would be great. I have an Anne Marie Fox photography at, on Instagram and Anne Marie Fox journals, which is my cool. diary of sorts Wonderful. of just my daily sort of experience. But you know, if they would just follow me and like my images, that would be right. helpful. I've got like 12,000 nice. followers now, but it would be nice just to put the word out. And then I have, you know, a couple of <laughs> people that are like, Oh Yeah. And yeah. we're on that, that list that, now um, too. We are now on that fan base. Yes. <laughs> Anne Marie, thank you so much. Thank you, Anne Marie. Well, that's the end of our interview. Thank you so much for listening to Sister Brunch with me, Anya Adams, and my girl, Fanjin Cox. 
That was our conversation with Anne-Marie Fox. Visit sisterbrunch.com to find out more about her and how to support her upcoming projects. And follow us on Instagram at Sister Brunch Podcast. We are also on Twitter at Sister Brunch and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sister Brunch Podcast. Oh, also, also, y'all, please, please, please don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, rate us, review our show on iTunes once this show ends. Your support means everything, and we love y'all for real. Also, interact with us. Send us an email. We're at sisterbrunch at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what kind of shows you want, uh, what kind of questions you want us to ask our guests. Our senior producer is Sonata Lee Narcisse. Our show producer is Brittany Turner. Our executive producer is Christabel Nsiabwade. We acknowledge the land we record our podcast on is the original land of the Tongva people for those of us in Los Angeles. Can't wait to see you next time. Take care, everyone.